Hey, welcome in. We're so glad that you are with us for another episode of Dive Deeper with Billy and Lori. And, and this is the first one for the new year, 2024. This is the first one for the new year. It has been a minute since we were with you. Apologize for that. Life happens during the holidays, and I'm sure you're all very much aware of that. But we're glad to be able to be back with you in 2024. And do you know how many podcasts we did in 2023? 2023? 2020 tweet. I do, not, <laughs> I do not know how many podcasts we did. We did 22. 22 podcasts in 2023. Do you want to know how many we did in 2022? None. We did zero. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just lost my headphones. That made me laugh. Yeah, see? So look at how much we improved. We did. So now we're coming at you January. Today's the 30th because yesterday was Kaylee's birthday. Yeah, January 30, 2024. Mm-hmm. So uh, happy new year and all that good kind of thing. And um, hope that uh, you are off to a good start. Although, you know, it's, um, we've talked about this, but January, oh man, it's just almost like that month that you got to get through. Mm-hmm. Just get to the other Some side of January. it's like you sneeze and you're through it. And yep. then January, it's just like all you do is sneeze and you're sick. <laughs> Through the whole month, and you think it's never going to end. All you're uh, doing is sneezing through the whole month. Sneezing and coughing. Yeah, we've had a few of people like that uh, mm-hmm. that, that we are aware of. So I uh, hope you're healthy. Uh, you know, um, actually, though, uh, University of Michigan helped a bit in January, and so did the Lions. The Lions yes. were oh so we close. We restored the roar. We did. They were so close ah. to getting to the Super Bowl but anyways it's yep. it's been a nice run way and, to go uh, coach and that that has helped so yeah. um so we are going to pick up with your series on better better so yeah. we've done a couple since the last time but this is going to be our kickoff for 2024 yeah and and so I think it's a good theme for the year we just finished up week three I believe you so are correct week one was on the 14th of January and I listened to the message um, while we were driving to Florida. We were driving your mom's car down to Florida. Yeah. So um, we had a girl's little ride out there. And so I, do you have any notes there from that day? Because I Well, just, just sum it up in one sentence is that um, Psalm 84, 9, and 10, the psalmist is talking about basically how much better life is in the presence of God. Better is one day in the presence of God than a thousand days anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And the key that we looked at, I think that is the jumping off point for the whole series is that we would, all of us, no matter if you're coming off a year that you'd really prefer to kick to the curb, as many of you might be, and that's your thought for 2023, or if you're coming off a really good year, everybody would still like it to be better in 2024. You'd like a better year. Here's a thought, though. And so the key thought for, well, hang on, just the key thought for that week was not easier, just better. Right. And how does that happen? Foundation for that is understanding and making sure that we are living in the presence of God and that his presence is a part of our daily life. Well, and the thing that the Lord has brought us through another year, and here we are welcoming in a new year, so... There must be a reason why God still has us here yeah, to welcome in a new year. So we all have a very important part in this big picture here. So yep. um, 
<coughs> Second week was January the 21st. Yep, and that one was... Um, it's, more is better until it's not. Yeah, more is better until it isn't. And, and we went back to Genesis and looked Adam at... Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve and how basically the whole concept was they had it all, and yet Satan comes and tempts them with, yeah, but you don't have this. If just you had this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they look at it, and it's like all of a sudden their eyes are open to, man, that is pretty enticing, and... More is better until it isn't, and it isn't, and we've been paying the price for it ever since. And so Ecclesiastes chapter 4, Solomon says, Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Mm -hmm. So better one handful with peace than two handfuls with all kinds of stress and strife and basically chasing after the wind, which means it's meaningless. And what we looked at is the fact that if we only have, if both hands are full of stuff and we're still striving for more, A, we do not have an open hand for God to bless us with. B, we do not have an open hand to help others with. So I have this perfect illustration because I was in the nursery that Sunday. Yeah. And I had um, Nathan and Roz's cute little Ezra. And so I'm getting to know little Ezra in there. And he, we were playing with cars. So we were playing, no, they were trucks is what they were. Mm-hmm. And so we were playing with like on the top of the table, we would, I would like roll them off and let them see how they would like kind of take a dive and like, you know, whatever. And so then he decided he wanted to pick up the trucks because he wanted to pick up the trucks. Mm-hmm. So him and his cute little self went over and he's trying to pick up all these trucks off the floor and he's having this difficult time. Like I have to hold on to all of these. So it was like perfect illustration. So yeah. I'm like, Ezra. I'm like, look, 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 we can take this box and then we can put these trucks, like put them in the, in the box, then you can pick up some more. So that's how we learned how to pick up our toys. <laughs> but, um, but it was just a perfect illustration because he was struggling to hold on to all of them because he wanted them all for himself. So yeah. more, he wanted all of them. Yep, yep. So, and then this past week, um, you were right down to the front row where you usually are. And um, we well, talked. hold up a minute. Oh, you still okay? I have a little bit of notes from that day because you said something about God isn't nearly as concerned with what we have as He is what we have. What we do. That what we have doesn't have us. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, No, that's it. Was that what it was? Yeah, yeah. God is more concerned with the fact that what we have, He doesn't want what we have to have us. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so that made me think about what matters most to me. Yeah, yeah. And that's Craig Groeschel right there, that line that uh, um, he's, he's done a series on this. So, But, mm-hmm. yeah, that was just that, that phrase kind of caught me too. So then I think you asked what matters most to me, but you didn't ask the other question, what doesn't matter to me. And so then that kind of like kind of goes inside a little bit to like what do I not really care about and yeah. what are the things that I do care about. Well, and I you think you can't it, care about everything. I think you it don't lends have it, enough energy and time to to care about everything. It probably lends itself to Hebrews chapter twelve, where the author says 12-1. that we are to lay aside the weight, mm-hmm. especially the sin. But he talks about weight. He says, first of all, he says, lay aside the weight, especially the sin. So what he was indicating, in my opinion, is there are things that keep us from running our best race, mm-hmm. not necessarily sin, but it's like, okay, what is it that I'm able to let go of? Right. That I'm and willing here, to let okay. go of. And this is, remember when we were talking about it at the house where Jesus in the New Testament talks about the, the new wineskins? 
Yeah, well, Chosen, right? We watched it. Yeah, and, you know, it's like we think that we have to take all of the things, excuse me, all of the things that we, we have to take everything into the next year that we've always been carrying all the time. But what what we are what we need to do is there's a burning, a refining, and when we ref, when God takes us through the fire, He's refining us to leave behind so much of that stuff. Yeah, what's that called? The the dross. Yeah, is that right. So yeah, like the silver, yeah, silver. Yeah. So that they and until until the image of Christ is seen of Himself mm. in us. Yeah. So if that's the truth, then we cannot take everything with us. Like we have to let things go. Yeah. To move forward because otherwise, like if you do you take new wine and put it into old wineskins? Well, why don't you do that? Yeah. What happens? The wineskins burst. The wineskins burst. And then they're used they don't have a purpose. They don't have a useless. They're useless. Yeah, you lose all the new wine. So I just think you didn't share that. That's my little dive deeper part. part yeah, that's good. From the message that that's, you didn't get. That's good stuff. Then last week we talked about better hope. Better hope. Uh, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 18. On one hand, a former commandment is set aside because its weakness, because of its weakness and uselessness. For the law made nothing perfect. But on the other hand, a better hope yeah. is introduced through which... We are able to draw near to Okay, God. so can you dumb this one up for me? Um, because that's a lot of words to pull out a better hope. Okay, so... So is this where we're talking about the Old Testament, correct. the law? Yep, 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 yep. And now we have a better hope in the New Testament, which is grace. Grace, yeah. So the better hope is Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what Hebrews is basically sharing with us. And so in this portion of Scripture, yeah, he's talking about... Um, the, the fact that, um, well, first of all, Hebrews is written at this time of, of great persecution within the church. And who wrote and so Hebrews? There are we don't some, know who wrote Hebrews? We don't really know, no. Because whoever it is, this is really kind of formal. Like, a lot of people like, think that it was Paul, and I'm not sure. No, it doesn't sound like a Paul. I'm not sure that I'm one of those, because Paul had a certain the way that he, regulation that he opened, aside. and then the way that he closed every letter was, was a lot the same. And in this one, uh, that's not the case. So, yeah, there's a lot of speculation as to who... Who uh, wrote Hebrews? And um, I don't know. Some people think it was Apollos, who's a guy that Paul talks about, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe. But whoever it was, you know, just didn't need their name associated with it. So yeah, right. Uh, but it's yeah, it's a deep book, but it's got so much. Oh yeah, it's so a, much good stuff book. in it. It's a rich book. And so what he's basically saying is, Old Testament is the law. That's how they lived, and that was the you'd former. have to. Bring your sacrifice to the priest, and the priest would have to offer the sacrifice to God as a sacrifice for your sins. That was your confession and your repentance and all of that kind of thing. The problem was you kept having to bring a sacrifice. Why? Because you're messed up. Mm-hmm. People sin. And even the priest that they brought that brought the sacrifice to was messed up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so Jesus comes, and he offers himself as the ultimate sacrifice, uh, scripture says that he who knew no sin became sin for us. He's the ultimate sacrifice. He was and perfect. And his sacrifice, yes, he is the perfect sacrifice. He's the perfect high priest. So he brings all of that together, and we no longer have to bring those sacrifices to him. So 
why do we why do we go to church? Why do we read God's word? Why do we pray? Why do we endeavor to do these things? Endeavor to be this uh, be this way? Yeah, because why can't we just be a in good person? Response to what He's done for us, mm. because we are so grateful, we mm-hmm. endeavor to live our lives for Him. Right. Because once we understand what He did for us, mm-hmm. and and so that's where this verse is coming from, and it just says, hey, there what there this hope was found in the law, but it was not perfect and it was not good and a better way came and that is through Jesus Christ and he offers to us a better hope. Right. Um, and the number one was so, an everyday hope. Right. Well, we asked, okay, so what kind of hope does Christ bring? Because even at Christmas we talked about, you know, hope is one of mm-hmm. the Sundays of Advent. Oh, and so what kind of hope does Christ bring? And Scripture gives to us quite a few things. It's an everyday hope. Daily, yeah. A daily hope. So last week we had a board meeting for uh, BWA Hiawatha, and Craig, on that meeting, he actually said, um, he talked about the importance of vision, and he talked about the fact that he struggled with a bit of that as far as Hiawatha goes in these past few years. Uh, months. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I know that um, vision, where there is no vision, the people perish. We hear that in capital campaigns and all that kind of thing. But he said, scripture talks so much more about the day by day. Mm-hmm. It talks about vision, but it talks about the day by day. And I thought, ah, that's a great hope. I wrote a, a great point. I wrote that down. And then, of course, there's this verse in Psalm that says, guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are my God and my Savior. My hope is in you all day long. Mm-hmm. And daily, we have a hope in him. It's not just a hope for the future. It's a hope for right. today, for tomorrow. And we, and to remember too, that we only have today. Yeah. We can't, we can't talk about tomorrow or be concerned about like, why do we borrow from tomorrow yep. for what we, God will always take care of us today. So, um, and Jesus says, you know, don't, don't worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow has enough concern of its own. And if you Just wake up in the morning, about today. you've got hope for you that got a day. day. Exactly. He, His mercies are new every day. He bears our burdens every day. We're supposed to praise him every day. Um, he gives us our daily bread, of course, is what Jesus even prayed about. Mm-hmm. Daily, we're to take up our cross. Daily, they met together in the temple and in their homes. I mean, there's just so much use of the word daily. Yeah, right on. And... Um, and, and if we take that hope and we allow that to be part of our lives on a day-by-day basis, then guess what? He takes care of the future for us. Right. So, so yeah, that number was number two, one. Number two was a resting hope. A resting hope. Um, Psalm 62.5, mm-hmm. my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes, comes from him. him. Yeah. Um, and so even, okay, forgive me, but my <laughs> hope this past Sunday was that the Lions would win. Yeah, my mom sent me a text. Did he have any eternal hope? And um, so uh, I was hoping they would win. There wasn't a whole lot of rest in that second half, though, of that football game. Yeah. It was very but it was restless. Well, the first half. Oh, though. it was a great first half. If yeah. only we could have hung we were on. All excited. But anyways, uh, a lot of times the hope that we have, you know, well, I hope this appointment goes well. I hope that I get this check. I hope I get a promotion. I hope I get this job. Oh, man, there's a lot of restlessness. This scripture says there is a hope that comes from God that offers rest. And, of course, Jesus is the one who said, Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I think a lot of Christians have changed that verse. Come unto me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you stress. Mm. Uh, We've changed it around. And Jesus is like, No, no. 
I want to give you rest. And if we will I like rest, rest in him. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good, good, good nap, a nice rest. Oh, man. Mm. Well, yeah. And, and you know, th- isn't there, there was a and shirt. Somebody just had a so shirt. so you know, I slept terrible last night Jesus because of your snoring. Naps. Hey, you know what? Oh, my word. There I actually got no up. time. For these oh, kinds no. Oh, of Oh, no. We have, to, we have to always give them a little bit of something. Uh, a little bit of so something. So I wake up. It was like 4.30 in the morning. And then I, you're like, whatever. You won't do what you're supposed to do as far as like you, you stop breathing. And it always freaks me out. So I'm always having to play with your pillows or poke your shoulder or something like that. So then I heard our neighbor go to work at 5.30 because his car is loud. And then I decided, you know what? I'm just going to get up. So I got up. I'm going to like, we have, we have our staff thing today, so I need to get up and get moving. So I thought I'm going to have my devotionals right now while it's early and it's quiet. So then I did that. And then I decided to listen to a book for a little bit. And then I got really tired. Well, when I woke up, I was freezing. So I came back into bed and you were sleeping. Didn't even know I had left. I did know you had left. No, you didn't. I just didn't care. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So anyway, we don't write this material, folks. It's and just I slept. I fell asleep. Like when, once I got into bed, I was so warm, and I just felt like dead asleep. So yeah, when you, you were leaving, you, you fell you, back asleep in your bathrobe. I, I think, know. Right? I was so cold. <laughs> and so then, next thing I know, you're saying I have to leave, and I was so mad because I was so asleep. I was so mad that you woke me up. But well, I figured I better tell you. Yeah. I'm here we go. Out the door. Anyway, so number three was a prosperous hope. A prosperous hope, Jeremiah 29, 11. Many of you know that verse. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope. And a future. And a future. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is not, we're not preaching prosperity gospel here. No. Um, I, I, you know, I, 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 I struggle with that. I, I, I am a person I, I, who believes in, in faith. I believe in, in praying, uh, from a grateful heart, praying for things that have not occurred yet, praying and thanking God for them. And I, I'm a fan of all that, but I'm also one who reads Scripture and sees where Paul, who is, you know, one phenomenal follower of Jesus, um, the best of church planters and missionaries and evangelists and all that kind of thing, and he talks about what he went through, and I, none of it is, mm-hmm. you know, prosperous necessarily. Sure. Um, so, but I, I, the illustration I gave was that, um, well, my mom went to Florida. Like you said, you drove her car down and then mm-hmm. she flew down later cause she hadn't been feeling well. And so she called back last Sunday night, uh, a couple weeks ago and said, Hey, I'm in just to let us know. And then she talked about the, the, the lions. And she said, I heard the lions won cause she had flown into Tampa. And of course they were pretty upset at their <laughs> airport. Um, I said, yeah, the Lions won. I said, you know, I said they had fans in Detroit. I said, people are crying and everything like that. I said, I haven't gotten to that point, but I understand it a bit. Because mm-hmm. I said, every time they win, I am so thrilled, but I wish my dad was here. Because dad never got to experience any kind of a Super Bowl run, really. Uh-huh. Um, so it kind of makes me m- miss my dad. And and what I thought about with this point is... Prosperous hope. Yeah. I never I never went to bed as a kid and wondered... Does my dad really, is my dad looking out for me? Is my 
does my dad want the best for me? I uh-huh. never, I never wondered that. Now I know mm. that there are people that are listening to us mm-hmm. right now, and that's not yeah. their life. I get that, but we can't hold you like, but like we can't it, be no agree that you were or jealous. I, I, that we... I, I think that that was my upbringing, mm-hmm. and I think that's not Dad's idea. Because mm-hmm. you got your grandpa was the same way. I, well, not only that, I think that but that he, comes from a heavenly father. Right. Mm-hmm. That 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 is something that it it might be buried under all kinds of turmoil and calluses and hurt and struggles and generations of difficulty, but that's that's somewhere in each parent, right. somewhere deep down there. God meant for moms and dads to want the best for their kids. Why? Because he, as a heavenly father, wants the best for his kids. And you also, as a parent, though, you also want your kids to have have it better than you had it. Sure. So there might be things that, you know, like you just want. And, and nowadays there's, you know, they, of course, they materialistically, you can buy all sorts of things. But Yeah, it's um, off the charts. But yeah. Um, you also, you use the word contextual in your message for right after this. Cause I was like, what is he talking about? Contextual. Do you remember that? Nope. Stump. Nope. You stumped me. Cricket. cricket Do you know cricket. why I used it or, no, where I don't. or what? I just was kind of like, no, can't use words like that. Cause I don't understand what you're talking about. Contextual. But maybe, well, maybe I was just trying to give it some context as too far as, as far as like, um, when, <laughs> When we give back to God what he has given to us already, that's when blessing follows. Okay. I think a lot of times, like, and this is such a dumb and superficial and unspiritual illustration, but I'll give it to you anyhow. We buy a a, a Mega Millions ticket and say, hey, God, you know, if I win this, uh-huh. oh, man, am I going to give you? And God's like, no, yeah. that's not what I'm looking for. And, I don't and need that. We kind you. of want God to do something on this end, and then when he does that, we will uh-huh. respond. Gotcha. Okay, I think that's what you were talking about. And instead, he's looking for us to give what we have first, mm-hmm. and then he responds to that in a way that we can't. So, for instance, Samaritan woman, she comes out, and it, John is smart enough by the time he writes this, and of course, this Holy Spirit is giving him this and and he says, we had to go through Samaria. Well, no good Jewish person had to go through Samaria. They avoided it like the plague, but not Jesus. Hmm. He had to have this interaction with this woman at the well. Mm-hmm. He knew what was going to happen. But when she comes out there, what does he do? Hey, can I have a cup of water? Mm. It starts with him asking her for what she can give. Then he winds up giving to her what she can't believe she mm-hmm. would ever receive. Same thing happens um, with... Uh, the feeding of the 5,000. What do you have? We got a little boy's lunch. You really going to take the little guy's lunch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you give that to me, mm-hmm. watch what I can do with it. And so I think that that's what he's looking for from us. And that's what I was telling you the other day about about Jesus feeding the 5,000, what, hap- what Jesus had just gone through before that, because I was reading yeah. it in the... Um, chronological bible yeah 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 you talked about him and going that through. happened right after john the baptist was beheaded yeah and he, so of course we i mean if you read you know how special of a person john the baptist was to jesus yeah and so, he's a cousin even, yeah, yeah when they came um and told him then he removed himself to a solitary place 
And then next thing you know, it's when he, he doesn't say how long. That's one thing. We Didn't don't know. Didn't work for long. Like how long was it? But what by the time he reached the other side, all the people were waiting for him because, yeah, you know, they had heard about John the Baptist and it said that he, um, he felt compassion on them. And that's when he did the feeding of the 5,000. And yeah. it was just like, yeah, he was more. So there was he no was time for him to grieve. Yeah. Yeah. So and I yeah. found that was like, oh, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> so he just, he role models for us. If we would just put ourselves in that position, yeah. he role models for us a lot of the emotional stuff that we go through as humans. Sure. He really, he really did. We often want God to give us what we don't have, and then we will give it to him. But instead, he's asking us for what we already have, and mm-hmm. then he'll take that and bless it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. All right. So then we went on to number four was an eternal hope. Uh, number four was a powerful hope. Oh, well, I put an eternal hope. Eternal hope was number five. Oh, where was I? I don't know. Well, I thought you only had four. By that time, remember somebody asked me at a community group earlier, did you take two cups of coffee in between yeah. the services? Because I think maybe I was going really fast. I don't know. But no, powerful hope, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29. Those whose hope is in the Lord will renew their strength. So what's number four? Powerful hope? They will hope? soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Yeah, powerful okay. hope. Um, I totally missed that one. Sorry. Isaiah 40, 29 says he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. And those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. So oftentimes when we come into a year, like Lori was saying, we bring some of the baggage with us. And if we're not careful, we'll look down. Oh, yeah. This is where I came into this. I just didn't know. And look around. Yep. We look down. We walk in shame or drama, kind of walking around looking like uh, Eeyore and a Winnie the Pooh. Uh, cartoon, or we look around, we're living vicariously through others, or we look back, we're living in the past. What we're supposed to do is look up. Better is always just around the corner. Look up. Uh, author, again, Hebrews chapter 12, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Yes. And so Romans right. fifteen thirteen says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And then number four was eternal hope. Eternal hope. Colossians one twenty seven, Christ, Christ in, in you. Me, the hope of glory. The hope of glory. Yes. And you used the phrase religious zealots like three or four times during your message this past time. <laughs> I was like, what? why does he keep saying zealots? Nobody knows what zealots are. The religious zealots. The religious zealots. So, I mean, I think, you know, forever the eternal hope is our destination. Yeah. One day. And uh, so I just thought to tie this up is for our podcast today is moving forward into a new year. How can I serve better? Like how all these things that we talked about, like how can can I as a person serve better my church? How can I serve better like the Lord, of course, on a daily basis? But it's like it's not about ourselves. It's about him. And so how you know so we did 22 podcasts this year which last year we only did zero so like how can we like this year 44 we need to do better so (laughs) and i remember your brother always talking about like one percent better so like what is it that our listeners can do that would ultimately for eternity make a difference to serve better you know i think it goes back 
uh, to honey to Romans 15 that we read, may the God of hope fill you mm. with all joy and peace as you trust him. So you may overflow mm-hmm. with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I think the key is even when it comes to us serving God, we need to allow ourselves to be overflowing vessels. Um, right. And, and I, man, you just don't see a lot of that in the church, capital C. Yeah. Um, where people are allowing themselves to overflow. We just overflow with, you know, again, forgive me, but I, I'm speaking on, I'm actually going to speak about the Lions this coming Sunday. And it, we, we just talked about it at our, our retreat, how quick we, everybody was thrilled with the Lions until Sunday. And then they've made it farther than anybody ever expected. Mm-hmm. They lose that game, and everybody is just all of a sudden. Now they had a big seventeen point lead, so it was like, oh man! So it's crushing not to to be that close and not make it. But everybody jumps on the complaining bandwagon, oh, the whining. Yeah, forty eight hours of nonstop. Whose fault is it? And who did this? And who did that? Instead of looking back at however many months it has been of mm-hmm. great. Football in Detroit. I mean, for the do first we really think that we're going to get to heaven? And like, all we're going to talk about is how hard we had it down here. Like, <laughs> like how bad what the are weather you gonna, was. Like, if we don't practice now, like rejoicing and praising and like being positive and optimistic about things that yeah. in in this culture, we're just going to like. What are you going to do when you get to heaven? Like, yeah. you you wouldn't have anything to say. <laughs> yeah. You know, but. Well, we're all going to be unrecognizable when we get to heaven because we'll be totally, totally different and so changed. But it would be like it would be nice for. I hope I have nice hair though. It would be. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really. I hope yeah. I have nice hair. It would be nice for us to at least uh, that God wouldn't have to change quite so much. You know that we'd give Him something that we're you know that that we're working on. But we'll be so disappointed if we doesn't. Paul was saying that you know we're no, supposed to kidding. imitate Christ. And, and so we, yeah, I think we need to be the ones to be people of hope and yes. because the world is so oftentimes, and, and we cannot the rely we into, on human beings to give us hope. Like we, we keep looking to people to like give hope. Yeah. No, and it says, and like, may the God what? of hope fill you. Today I listened to Mel Robbins and she said, um, nobody's coming. Nobody's going to come and tell you to get going today. No, like you have to be an adult. No one's yeah. gonna, no one's coming for you. Yeah. And I was good. just like, mm, yeah, that's right. That's good. Yeah. yeah, it is. But we do have one who is with us, who gives us that inner power yeah, and, and strength worth through it. his it's spirit. Worth, it's worth the battle. It's worth. And um, yeah. Anyway. We need to overflow with that hope so it makes a mm-hmm. difference in the lives of other people. Everybody. His my husband's birthday is coming up, so oh my. make sure you say happy special. birthday. Yep, it's a special one. So special happy birthday! You only honey. turned forty once. So anyhow, um, hey, thanks for joining us. Yes, and uh, hope you'll hang in there. And we will endeavor to do at least one more podcast than we did last year. <laughs> I think we will. So, We've got a head start. We didn't start yeah. until April last year. That's so. true. That's true. We're we doing better already. A jump on that one. So, so hey, make you it guys, a good week. Have a great week. And uh, we're praying that you have a wonderful 2024 ahead. Awesome. So. Blessings. <laughs>